0: My friend Cynthia Recty has a new novel available now, Facing the Dawn from Ravel, a division of the Baker Publishing Group. It's a story that invites readers to walk alongside characters facing some of the most wearying or harshest moments in life, the hardest losses we can bear, but with Cynthia's signature tender touch and ever-present hope. If you appreciate contemporary fiction that doesn't skirt around the real challenges of life, but faces them head on, don't miss her latest, Facing the Dawn, wherever books are sold. mountain creek mystery novelist and veteran homeschool mom, Elizabeth Truett noticed mothers and daughters reading the classic Nancy Drew series together. She searched for an accompanying unit study and not finding one, she wrote one herself. How fun is that? Sluice and Secret is written for third to eighth graders. Discussion questions, research topics, writing prompts, and vocabulary words are covered each week. Unit 1 is to be used with the first five Nancy Drew volumes. You can find them on Amazon.com by searching Elizabeth Truitt. That's Elizabeth with a Z, and Truitt is T R U I E T T. Also, you can see the book trailer for Carolina Key on YouTube. All these links can be found at walkitoutpodcast.com. And now let's have a chat with Kendra and Kristen.
1: to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to to heart-to-heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer.
0: Hi, friends. Today Walk It Out, we're going to be talking about friendships. And I know I am so thankful for the many, many friends that I have, some that live right next door, some that I've never met in person, actually two of my guests today. I've never met them in person, but I do consider them friends. So let me tell you a little bit about them and then the book. So the book is Daily Acts of Friendship, 365 Days to Finding, Keeping, and Loving Your Friends. And um, Kendra, Kristen, and Julie are creators of a growing online community, The Ruth Experience. They're three friends whose lives are intertwined as writers, speakers, wives, moms, and world changers. They're the authors of The one-year daily acts of kindness which I mentioned devotional and have been featured on encouraged joyful life magazine usa today the better mom and all these other wonderful things and today we have Kendra and Kristen with us so welcome friends thank you so much for having us we're excited to be here Trisha. is it cold where you guys are see oh we're we're no. having unprecedented coldness here in Little Rock
2: yeah. We are currently in a polar vortex right now. It's like negative. I was just saying our kids didn't have school today. They moved it all online because it's like negative.
0: I don't even know. 20. I stopped looking because it's just depressing. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. We're recording, it's, you know, we're recording this in February, <laughs> which it's probably right. not going to air till later. But, um, Little Rock is usually like never below freezing. Oh yeah, it's like so cold and everything's frozen and yes. it's not fun. No, but, then you have icy roads and all of that to mess with. Yeah, and they don't. The Southerners do. They just stay home. Like stores are, <laughs> yeah. closed, stores are closed, which is yes. good because they do not know how to ra- to drive on ice or snow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so glad to have you here. And first, I just want to do you guys to share just about the Ruth experience for people who may not be familiar with that?
2: Sure. So we started the Ruth experience in 2012. It was actually a blog that the three of us began together. Um, And we took it, we based it off of people are usually like, I have no idea what the Ruth experience means. So we started it actually based off of the book of Ruth. Um, We were trying to find a way to explain this idea of women coming together in community and Mm. the story of Ruth and Naomi in the Bible just resonated so much with us. Just the idea of women walking together, of doing life together, of going through, you know, great sorrows and heartache, but then also sharing in the joys and the celebrations and things like that. And we thought we want to create that kind of a community for women online. And so let's call that the Ruth experience. Um, And so that's really how that kind of started. In 2012, we were blogging and then it just progressed from there. Um, we started, you know, when Facebook and Instagram and all those things kind of came to be, we started moving our community even into those spaces, um, and
0: then just started writing books out of that. So I love that. Now share your relationship because I think this is special too.
2: <laughs> well, we're sisters. Kristen and I are sisters. Um, and Julie, we like to say that she is, she is a sister. Um, if you ask our parents, especially our dad, he will say that she's part of the family. Too. So, <laughs> um,
3: we've known Julie for probably over 15 years, close to 20 years. And in fact, we do a family calendar every year for my mom. It's the the one thing she asks for for Christmas. And we tease Julie because she always shows up in at least a few photos. (laughs) So she's definitely part of the family as well.
0: Oh, I love that. And I just love I mean, I think just with community and women, it's something we all long for. And when I was putting together my notes for this talk, I went to, um, you know, the Bible, the version Bible app has that you guys have a reading plan, um, how to have intentional friendships. Mm-hmm. Yes. 75,000 completed that devotional on the Bible app. And I'm like, that just just shows you that we want those intentional friendships. We want to, you know, to know that we know our neighbors and we care about them. But it's also kind of the hardest thing, too, because we're like, oh, we don't want to press. We don't want to um, intrude. But we want to build friendships. Just last night, we saw uh, the ambulance two um, houses down and we found out our neighbor um, he had a heart attack last night. So I'm you know, trying to reach out to her, his mm-hmm. wife and we, you know, we we talk when we go on walks and those types of things. So I'm thinking, okay, this is a perfect time for me to be talking about this book because I need to think about how I can be intentional, um, to my neighbor, you know, because of her husband's heart attack during this time. So it's some, something that we really need to think about, isn't it? Yes, definitely.
2: And I think that intentionality, you know, we tell people all the time, because it can kind of feel overwhelming. And we're like, just start in the places you already go. And with the people you already see, I promise you will see opportunities to be a good friend or to, you know, show someone a kindness, like you're saying with your neighbor, it's just being aware
0: Of our surroundings and who's around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that. It's like, whoever you come across, how can I reach out to that person today? How can I um, extend kindness and even little things just go a long way. So I would just love to hear when you're talking about authentic friendships in this book, what do you mean by that? That's a really good
2: question. (laughs) We're both looking at each other like, Like, who's going to answer this? (laughs) Um, You know, authentic friendship, I think, I, I think, it's something that gets kind of thrown around a lot, but we mm-hmm. don't always have really good um, a really good idea of what that means. And for a lot of us, I think for ourselves included the three of us, we have we we weren't always shown great examples of what authentic mm. friendship looks like. And so part of when when we wrote this book, we we kind of chuckled to one another because we would write so many devotionals about ourselves and other people, and we realized the times that we weren't good friends. <laughs> Um, It's like, goodness, this is something I really need to get better at. And so some of the things that we found for really that matter for authentic friendships are, you know, believing the best about Mm -hmm. one another, uh, believing the best about our friends, um, loving well, um, even when things are hard. We had so many examples, not even of our own, but of other people who just love their friends well when they were in a really hard spot. So kind of not just turning our back on people, um, but meeting them even in the middle of their messes, Um, just like we would want people to meet us in the middle of ours, right? Like, um, We have a friend who's staying with us this week, um, one of my husband's friends who's having who's had struggles with addiction in the past Mm -hmm. and, and he's, you know, so apologetic to have to stay with us right now. And I'm like, why, you know, I, there are times that my husband and I need someone to support us. Like this isn't, you know, this isn't us being the savior. This is us recognizing that there are times when we reach out and extend help to others. And there are times when they do that for us. I mean, haven't my friends comforted me or um, shown me love or shown me kindness or forgive You know, when I've messed up, um, those are the kinds of things being able to be real um, and honest about where we are and who we are with those around us, I think really leads to authentic friendships.
0: Yeah. And I love that just being real because I have friends that if I see at the grocery store, they say, How's it going? I mean, it's not that, I mean, there is different levels of friendships yes. too. It's not like we're trying to hide ourselves from people, but there's some I might share, you know, oh yeah, you know, it's harder, you know, the pandemic, everyone's having hardness, but then there's friends that you know that you have taken those steps to go deeper with that they'll call or text. I'm like, how's it going? And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm yeah. just listening to all these things. And this is really hard because I know that person has proven themselves trustworthy and maybe they've come to me if they've mm-hmm. had struggles and it's like, like that back and forth. And I do think there are those friends that we have the deeper level, but, you know, we still can be friendly and we can, you know, maybe some of these other relationships will grow over time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, it really is when we are willing to open up ourselves a little bit and kind of share those hard things that suddenly you build that connection i'm thinking of my neighbor who the best neighbors this is on the other side of the street just moved in and like we've always been friendly we'll celebrate like the fourth of july and uh two weeks ago they came over and you know she's interested in writing and just shared her life story now i'm like texting her every day because she like opened herself up to me she revealed herself to me and it took me saying you know you mentioned a while ago you want to write why don't you come over for dinner and we'll just talk about it and it was like me opening the invitation, which I know you talk about, be the inviter. And but once she was in my home, it's like, suddenly, she shared her life. And now I'm like texting and checking on her like all the time. I love that. Yeah, I I think you bring up a really good point, Tricia,
3: because it's true. I think, you know, there's a part of us that is afraid to be the inviter. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, part of being authentic and intentional in our friendships is being the person who's willing to say, you know, I do have some vulnerability here to share with you, or, you know, here's a secret dream that I have of (laughs) writing or whatever it is. Um, And I think that that's so important to be, you know, brave
0: in our Mm -hmm. friendships yeah, and just her mentioning that and she even you know asked me it was months ago can we talk sometime and then it took me like remembering okay i need to do something about this like you know yes, and yeah. our lives are always busy i mean right. mm-hmm. there's always something going on we all have kids you know and mm-hmm. families and work um but you know it was a wonderful evening of them coming over and getting to know them better and really it didn't take that much time when i kind of you know yeah. a little uh, throw you know, throw more beans in the pot. <laughs> we say yeah, right. and have you know. I had the kids like run around and clean the house like for ten <laughs> minutes, just picking stuff up. But yeah, it was it was good that's
2: such a good example too. Like my husband always says, he's like, we're going to eat dinner anyway. If we like just invite somebody over every week, like we should be in the habit of inviting at least once a night, somebody else into our home. He's like, we're going to eat dinner anyway. What does it matter if
0: we set a few extra places? So, yeah, absolutely. And there have been times where, um, you know, after church or something, I already know, like I have soup in the pot and I'll be like, well, we can, I'll throw (laughs) another (laughs) can of chicken broth in there. and we'll, We'll stretch it a little bit. And usually, people i mean it really and it isn't like we're you need to impress everyone with these nice fine dinners they're just like just the fact that we are inviting them into our home means a lot it does yeah and I know that's even harder now because of the pandemic. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and we even said, you know, there's people that we we choose like our neighbors. Like, you know, are you good? We're good. Okay, <laughs> come yeah. over and have dinner. I mean, you can only do your best, but um, yeah. it is hard. But we do need those connections. I think, which we have all realized during this time, how much we miss that that yeah. physical connection with people. Mm -hmm. Yes,
3: absolutely. Yeah, I do think there are ways to be intentional even now though. You know, I find that I have been um, not just texting, which I normally do, but I have even been calling friends, which uh, my sister will probably laugh because she knows how much I loathe talking on the phone. (laughs) I feel like, you know, it's so important to open up those conversations and to still be intentional. Even now, you know, I actually schedule time with my friends or time to call my friends. I schedule it into my calendar like it's any other appointment. You know, it sounds kind of funny, but I think that those connections and those friendships you know if we value them then we're going to make time for
0: them just like we do anything else and I really think because we do miss out on maybe like the bible studies and the groups we we are longing and craving for that and I'm thinking I get together with a group of fiction writers every summer and they're all older than me these sweet wonderful ladies and we would just I mean we we email back and forth but we would have that one time a year when we met in person which we didn't get to do last summer Mm -hmm. but now because we're missing each other and just missing connection like we're doing zoom calls every other month which now I'm like why didn't we do this before like why did we wait until just the one time a year to see each other's faces Mm -hmm. and so it makes us realize like oh we can take extra steps and we do have these tools available to us, but we never, because we were getting connection in other areas, maybe we didn't think about how we can, you know, reach out to friends. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I know, um, you know, some people we mentioned this being the inviter and all those things. And some people are extroverts um, and they seem to make friends wherever they go. And I have one friend, Joanna, like wherever we go, she's going to know the name of the waitress and where she grew up, like all these things. And I'm always sitting there like, oh, my goodness. And some (laughs) of us might be more introverted. So what encouragement do you have for maybe those who have a hard time, like breaking the ice and trying to connect with people?
3: So I am an introvert as well. And so I completely understand the dilemma of whether to approach someone or not. But one thing that I have done in the past that's really helped me is I find a single friend of mine. Well, no, (laughs) I mean, one friend, not single. (laughs) single. Let me clarify that. (laughs) One friend, find a friend to come alongside me if I'm going to do something new. Like for instance... Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, I wanted to invite some ladies from my church over to my house and they weren't people that I knew. And so, you know, it felt a little bit daunting. And so I asked one of my friends if she would come over with me and, you know, sort of co-host the night. And that made all the difference because, you know, I, I had the comfort of my friend next to me. Um, she was in there to help me in the kitchen, but also just to help you know, welcome everybody else in. So I think, you know, yes, there is a point where you have to step out, but maybe you can drag somebody along (laughs) with you in the nicest of ways um, to kind of stretch your, your comfort zone a little bit
0: that is so good and I found even, even with my kids um, we have adult kids and younger kids and some are extroverts and some like they would never want to go anywhere by themselves yeah. and I'll say well why don't you why don't you take your sister and you guys can go do this um, and that really helps even with younger kids to know how to interact and have relationships which I want to bring up too because you also have a book yeah. um, that's releasing for young girls and talking about friendships which I'm so excited I can't wait to get my hands on because I mean I know how hard it was as a kid and I mean I'm old now so this, this <laughs> late 70s and 80s to build these friendships but now it seems like everyone is aware of what everyone is doing and posting about them and tiktoking I mean I'm like there's so many different layers um so I would just love to hear your thoughts as we are you know our kids first of all our kids are watching us and how we have our our friendships, but also how can we train our girls to really connect and to be good friends? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that's actually what birthed that book for girls was. We were just going to write the, um, the one year for women on friendship. And then through that process and talking with other women and, and even kind of digging into our own stories out of that, we realized, Oh, my goodness, so much of the struggles that we have, even as women started as girls, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the experiences that made us kind of insecure, or whatever started in as girls. And so we were like, we went back to our publisher, we were like, we got to write something for girls, like this just makes so much more sense. And they took completely agreed, they were on board um, right away with that idea, because it's true. Um, in our, in the girls book, we really try to touch on a lot of, we touch on the joys of friendship. I mean, I don't want, to make it seem like it's all hardships, but we kind of try to address the gamut of concerns that come up with friendship um, and girls, especially today. So we talk about social media. We talk mm-hmm. about, you know, what do you do if if you feel really depressed or you have a friend who feels really depressed? Um, when's a good time to get a trusted adult involved in a relationship? You know, what kinds of things are being said or concerns are coming up? Like we're trying to help girls navigate um, and to really kind of build, you know, we talked about authentic friendships at the beginning, we want our girls to build and, and know what those traits and those qualities are for authentic friendships, from the time they're girls until they grow into adulthood, and how much better if they know, um, and have worked on those skills themselves. And and part of the process for us has been, if I want my girls to have good friendships, I need to model that Mm -hmm. they need to see us as moms, as women, having um, solid friendships with those around us. They need to see us being vulnerable. They need to see us apologizing when we've messed up. They need to see us loving our friends well and accepting help when we need help. All of the things that we want them to grow in, we need to model. And so, you know, the, the, the two books are different and yet they're similar or they mirror one another in the kinds of, Things we're trying to teach the girls to be able to do. So,
0: yeah, and you're doing it from experience because I know there's a lot of girls in your family. Oh, yeah. We all have
2: girls. We all actually have tween girls. And so we've already, you know, as moms, I think, or as mentors, or however we find ourselves in a relationship with girls, just a lot of conversations around friendships. And it's not something that happens every once in a while, but it's something that we are continually talking about in our homes.
0: Yeah, and I think with uh, tween girls, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, yeah. I have tween girls too yeah. uh, in, in my home. I have two tween girls. And it is, you just see just um, all the issues and all the pressure. And the com- you're right, the conversations that have to happen. Like, oh, you should get together with this friend. Well, she likes this and I like to do this. Well, have you tried doing you know, her activities? Right. I mean, just trying <laughs> to teach them that it's not about just finding people who like all the stuff that we like, but appreciating other people and how to have a conversation and how to introduce yourself I mean I think there's so many things um, especially because my girls are homeschooled so they're not like interacting daily with people there is so much I feel like we have to teach that I feel was almost intuitive growing up I don't know if there's a difference but Mm -hmm. it seems like these days a lot maybe because things are social and they they do things differently it's not intuitive it's as it seems like it was when we were growing up
2: no, I I think you're right. I don't necessarily think it is. And, and like I said, for some of us, even as women, once we start to think about our own friendships and how we want to improve or you know maybe take those relationships deeper we realized like i said that we don't always have the best role models ourselves Um, maybe we didn't see it modeled very well Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it modeled you know how do you know what it should look like so um we want to encourage women and then encourage them to kind of model that for their girls too that's so Um, good And especially, like you said, even with the online, I mean, even as women, right, navigating online um, relationships can be kind of tricky. And so we put that on our kids, too, if we allow them to be on social media and things like that, like just uh, that
0: adds a whole nother
2: layer to friendship, I think.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you know, I, I mean, I know it's like, Oh, well look at their house. It's so beautiful. I mean, just the comparisons and everything that we deal with. And it almost puts walls up if we're just comparing ourselves. And I know that the the kids are doing that too. Mm -hmm.
2: Totally. In fact, um, my daughter, um, she is on a, a team in our community and she wanted to have a little girl come over to our house and spend the night. And th- she has stayed at this girl's house several times. And I hadn't even thought about, we live in a house that's about a hundred years old. And I I love it. It has all these, you know, wood floors and all this stuff. That's great to, in my mind. Right. But she was, she said to me, she was kind of nervous before her friend got there. And I said, what's going on? And she was like, I don't know what she's going to think of our house, mom. Her house is huge. And I just thought, Oh my goodness. Like, like I, it just struck me like this is something that's going through her mind and she's insecure about, you know, where we, and her friend is very sweet and was, is not judgmental. And we kind of talked that through, but I think there is additional pressures that Mm -hmm. maybe they're feeling that I didn't grow up necessarily
0: experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, um, yeah because we are we see people into people's bedrooms with the little videos we We just see so much and compare and oh she has a new iphone and i have your dad's old thing that doesn't even have good service all the all the things it's so hard it's so hard i tell them that i'm like i am so glad i didn't have to do this but i'm like you know we could pray about i mean just because it's opportunities to help them and to help them grow and help them understand things and see things in a new light and and truly the core of it you know being kind and you know listening and instead of always talking. I mean, all those things are the same with us as them, but it just gives us a lot of good opportunities. For sure. And in in fact, in that example with
2: my daughter, one of the things we kind of discussed was, you know, I just told her like, there's no way your dad and I could ever keep up with with other people in our community. That's just not who we are or what we're about. But I said, you know, we want when people walk into our house that they feel loved,
0: mm-hmm. that they
2: feel accepted, that they feel listened to, that they feel like it's an inviting place. And those are the kinds of things that we're going to kind of aim for as a family. And so I think part of friendship is talking about what are our families goals what do we all want to you know what what is people do we all want to be like or have other people experience when they come into this space
0: oh that is so good and i do i like that that we do take time as a family to listen and to reach out to other people and to care for other people uh, that's so good um, and i think that's a great thing to talk about as a family like uh like you mentioned what what is our family's goals and who do we want to reach out to and years ago uh, probably like four years now we were talking about this and um some of my older girls were probably like 13, 14 and like, who can we be friends with? And one of them mentioned that someone from our church actually lived like four blocks over and we knew she was in the neighborhood, but she was a single mom. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, I bet Miss Tracy would love if like we told her we could be a babysitter if she needed it. And we reached out to her and she became one of, our dearest friends. um, And, you know, when she had to go out of town for work, her son who was like seven or eight would come and stay the night it it was my daughter that was the one. after we started talking about it, like, who could we be friends to? Who could we reach out to as a family? And it became this wonderful thing where, you know, we go on walks together and her son would come and play and we were able to keep him when she's out of town. And I'm so thankful that we had those conversations. Because sometimes it's our kids that are pointing out like, hey, this person really needs a friend right now. We'll get back to our conversation in just a minute. But first, no one should have to walk through crisis alone. Everyone needs a friend to help you heal and find hope again. Cherry Rose Shepard, author of Beyond the White Picket Fence, is that friend. She knows what it's like to have your life torn apart. Beyond the White Picket Fence is a love letter that will help you gain an eternal perspective and provide you with survival skills. Whether you're going through divorce, betrayal, abandonment job loss or disease there is a way to come through it to find an even better stronger you pick up your copy of beyond the white picket fence wherever books are sold
3: every sunday afternoon usually unless you know my husband's watching football or something (laughs) gets pushed off a little bit but we try to do a um family meeting and sometimes our kids are there and sometimes they're not but we always talk about you know things we have going on that week and the menu and um, you know anything else that we need to know but one of the things that we specifically talk about are people that we want to connect with in the next week or two and so our kids are part of that conversation and so they can tell us you know a friend that they really want to connect with, or something like that, and so we make sure to make time in our family calendar for for our friends, as you know, a couple, but then also for our kids' friends. So mm-hmm. that's been kind of a great way to incorporate friendships and keep it at the forefront of what we're doing as a family.
0: I love that, and I, I think that's such a good example to pay attention. Or if they see someone, or if they note someone, um, I just had my son who's a senior in college, so he's getting ready to... (laughs) In his last year, and um, he wanted to know if I knew anyone who uh, had a husband or who worked in finance because he needed to interview someone for his class. And so he ended up, I knew a friend that lives close by, and, she, and Nathan was able to connect with his husband on the phone, her husband on the phone. And Nathan afterwards said, Mom, they're so cool. We should have them over for dinner at your house, and I'll help you cook. And I'm yeah. like, Okay. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? It's just neat because, um, I mean, she's someone that I know kind of in social circles. But uh, it was so neat that my 26-year-old son <laughs> he right. goes, yeah. he talked to this guy and talk, you know, interviewed him for this college paper he has to do and yeah. then said to me, we should have them over. Well, you know, meaning my house, not his apartment. <laughs> we should yeah. have them over yeah. and I'll help you cook. It's like, OK, this is and I did. I already texted her and said, you know, how do you guys feel about this? And she's like, we love it. So it yeah. is to pay attention and have our kids know that, yes, we are a family that's going to reach out, that's going to connect with people, that's going to invite them over. Right.
2: Well, and looking for people who not necessarily... You know, just a certain type of person, like when we moved into our new neighborhood, um, across the alley behind us, there was a house of college age young men um, that were from actually from Saudi Arabia. Oh, and wow. we, they we invited them over and they became some of our closest friends while they lived there. And they were in school because they had not actually, they had been here for several years, but never been invited into an American family's home. And we were like, well, you can come over and have dinner anytime. And so our daughter, who our oldest, um, who is, who was living at home at the time she would invite them over for dinner too and um, we, we would have game nights with them and, and on the surface it's like what in the world would we have in common with these exchange students you know from but they very much loved being a part of our family and it reminded them of their own families at home so they really really enjoyed and appreciated that experience so I think it's too looking for people in friendship that not necessarily you know, allow yourself to be surprised. Don't just say, well, I've just got to have friends that look like me or, or in the life stage that I'm in. Um, I think we do better when we have a variety of friendships around us.
0: I am so glad you brought that up. Because um, before, well, I actually had a book contracted that's been put on hold, but it was all about that, like connecting with foreign exchange students or the elderly and like how to reach out to people outside of like your normal social circle. Um, But it's been put on hold because you can't really invite large groups of people into your house right now. But one of the things I had in there was foreign exchange students because I mean, I read a statistic that 90% of um, foreign exchange students who come to the United States in college never enter an American home. Yeah, And I thought, like you said, they'd been here a couple of years, had never been in a home with a family. And my daughter, um, she lives in the Czech Republic now, but when she was in college, she connected with all these exchange students and they were from all over, all over the world. And she was like, mom, I'm bringing this group over, (laughs) you know, they're going to come over for game night. And it was her being on the campus, seeing these students that didn't have connections with the American family and she just gathered them. They kind of became a group, like all these random people came together and became a group and she'd have them over. And it just showed me that they, you know, they want to be invited into an American home and see an American family and experience that. But often they're on the college campus or rooming together and they don't get that experience. Right. Absolutely that was really,
2: we were struck by that. It was like, wait, you've been here how many years and you've never been with a family before? Like, come on over any night. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. And I agree. And it is those relationships like where I'm still connected with some of them on Facebook. <laughs> it's like yeah. that never would have happened because I'm not on the campus all the time and, and seeing them. And so I think that's a great, great opportunity to so just think about that. Um, you know, just think about like people That I love what he said that you wouldn't normally connect with and know that they need friendships and uh, maybe even more than, you know, the neighbor next door, like be friends with everyone, but but be intentional. And that's one thing um, I tell the kids, like we could pray about who does God want us to reach out to and always put someone on our mind that is absolutely for sure in fact
2: we have an elderly neighbor um, from our last neighborhood that we're still connected with um, his wife is deceased and he doesn't have children and so my kids have kind of become like grandkids to him um, but that's a relationship we've been intentional to continue on even after we've moved out of the neighborhood and he actually lives in elderly apartments now but it's like um, keeping or looking for those relationships with people outside and i find that those relationships bring such a richness to our, to our lives and to our family, that it's, it's valuable to have, um, relationships with people
0: just beyond what we would, you know, think we'd connect with. Yeah. I love that. Especially holidays. Um, we have some older single friends and just like, you know, come over for Thanksgiving. I mean, (laughs) they, you know, they would be alone otherwise. And so I think it's so fun to include them in our families. Yeah. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. And I know I'm just, I have this huge smile talking about friendships. It's just like even just talking about it it makes me feel good. Um, And again, the book is Daily Acts of Friendship, 365 Days to Finding, Keeping, and Loving Your Friends. And I would just love um, as we close, maybe just one just bit of encouragement that you would give, each of you, we give to the listener um, to encourage them about friendship.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would just say it's worth it. You know, friendships can be messy. Sometimes they're complicated. Sometimes it's hard, but it's so worth it. I believe we believe that God made us to have a relationship with him and to have a relationship with one another. And so friendships are just so valuable and so, so worth it. So take I would just encourage you to take one step this week or today, even to connect with a friend, whether that's through text or calling, um, a message, just connect with somebody this week.
3: Yeah, I I guess my tip kind of plays off of Kendra's actually, because I was just thinking that the way to cultivate friendships is really to start small. I mean, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: you know, you don't have to go to a place that you've never been before, (laughs) you know, walk into a room with a bunch of strangers and try to make friends. You know, you can start small. Like we said, you can start with places that you already go. You can strike up conversations with you know, the cashier at the checkout or, you know, maybe your next door neighbor if you haven't talked to them before, um, even though it's negative seven <laughs> out. So, yeah, <laughs> I see them right now, but but you don't I, I think we get so overwhelmed with feeling like. You know, we have to have these really great, authentic friendships immediately, and yes, of course, we all want that. But those relationships are cultivated over time and in a million small ways. And so, like Kendra said, start start this week with just one step toward toward uh,
0: you know more friendships. And then start small. I love yeah, that. So small. good. Okay, so where can listeners go to find out more about the book and then the Ruth experience?
2: So they can find us on the Ruth That's our website. And then on Facebook and Instagram, that's where we hang out mostly at the Ruth experience. Um, and then our books for both the women's friendship and then the hundred daily acts of friendship for girls can be found anywhere books are
0: sold. So awesome. Well, thank yeah. you friends for being here today. Thank yeah. you for having us. This has been so fun, Tricia. That was so fun talking to Kendra and Kristen. And I will say, Julie is just as amazing as them. Um, And I love that they share their friendship and share um, the things that they've learned, the things that they can encourage others about in this book. And 365 days. It's just something you could put with your Bible and every day just read these stories that are so encouraging. And it's not just friendships like your neighbor, but like there's stories about r- relationships um, with mother-in-laws and, you know, different people in your family and coworkers. So it really is a great book about friendship that you could, you know, again, it takes you three minutes to read through one of these and there's a scripture, there's um, a little act of friendship at the bottom. So I just opened it to April 14th and at the bottom it says today's act of friendship, find a tangible way to support a friend in need, whether it's by bringing them a meal or often to run an errand for them. Or, or the day before April 13th says, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal ways in which you've abandoned your faith, sisters of color and pray through how you can comfort racist statements over or otherwise from co-workers, family members, and friends. So um, I think it's so important. All these stories have encouragement, have insight, and then they give us something to do to think about on how we can be a better friend. Now, today's Walk It Out verse is Matthew 25 Thirty-five. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. And when I was making the notes for our talk and I was praying about um, what scripture to have, that verse really came to me. And I'm so glad they brought up the story again of the exchange students. Um, how you know I was a stranger and you invited me into my home. And I think that's such an encouragement or international people in your life that you can reach out to that may be far from friends and family. I know my daughter lives in the Czech Republic and I'm so thankful for the people that reach out to her and build friendships with her because she's a foreigner in a strange land. So just think about who you can reach out to. Um, And like I mentioned in our conversation, pray and ask God who he wants you to connect with. And he'll always put someone on your mind and heart and it's amazing because all of a sudden you'll pray about it and you'll think about a person and then you might you know see them when you're on a walk or run into them in the grocery store Um, and God is just showing you look at this person this person needs a friend right now and when we do that for you know the scripture says For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. And then um, it goes on to say, um, if you do it to the least of these, you do it for me. And so we are, as we're serving and loving and caring for other people, we are doing it for God also. So let me pray for us today. Dear Heavenly Father, first of all, I thank you so much for friendships. I thank you for the people that you've brought into my life and the lives of um, listeners. And Lord, I know that sometimes friendships can be difficult. So I pray for those who maybe have been hurt by a friend or been Um, feeling abandoned by a friend or having a hard time maybe connecting with a friend like they used to. I I pray for healing in those places. But I also pray, Lord, that you will not, uh, even though there's times we've been hurt, that you will not harden our hearts or close our hearts to friendships. And help us, Lord, to be inviters to pray and seek and look who needs friendships and then to act on it. To, if our kids bring up someone, that we should reach out to our spouse. Um, not to be afraid. Help us not to be afraid to reach out, Lord. And the worst I could do is say no. <laughs> but so many times, wonderful friendships come out of it. So give us boldness. Give us um, inspiration to reach out to others and to make new friends or even to, uh, to just reach out and love those who maybe we haven't connected with in a while. Um, Lord, I pray for um, Kendra and Kristen and Julie, I pray that you'll continue to bless their ministry and their Ruth experience. I love all that they're doing to encourage community and relationships. Just bless them and guide them as they impact and help so many people. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, I always talk to you and say that word because I do feel like you're my friends and maybe we've never met. Maybe we've only connected online, but I do feel that I'm doing this for you and I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for the conversations we get to have. And one of the funnest things is when I'm at a conference speaking or someone sends me a note online and says, I was really encouraged by this. Um, That just makes me feel like what I'm doing is important. So if you have a chance, if I'm going to be at the Teach Them Diligently conferences now, Right now, we're hoping that they happen, but I'm going to be at conferences this year. If you're ever at a conference and um, I'm there, come up, introduce yourselves to me, let me know that you listen to Walk It Out, but also drop me a line. Let me know how I can pray for you, what you're struggling with. Let me know if there's a book or someone that uh, that you think I should interview. You could always send those to hello at TrishaGoyer.com and I do love to hear from you. Thank you so much, friend.
1: Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.
0: Parents, you have to hear about this exciting free resource for kids. Have you heard about the Wycliffe Bible Translators? They're an amazing organization that advances the work of the Bible translation so people from all over the world can meet and be transformed by God through His Word. Now, Wycliffe Bible Translators USA has published a brand new adventure book called Katie and Mac and the Tower of Babel. In this adventure, kids can travel with Katie, Mac, and some new friends back to biblical times. There, kids discover when languages first began. Now, Katie Katie's a missionary kid whose parents serve in Bible translation with Wycliffe. Your kids can join Katie and Mac and her pet Macaw on their adventures as they learn about different languages, people, and cultures. Everything from Bible times to the world today. As they travel, Katie and Mac share about God's amazing love for them. Because no matter where people live or what language they speak, they all need to know that for themselves. Now you can visit Wycliffe.org slash adventure to get your copy of Katie and and Mac and the Tower of Babel and check out the other free downloadable activities you can do together as a family. Use the code walkitout, that's walkitout, all one word, to get 25% off your order of Kate and Mac and the Tower of Babel and other products from Wycliffe Bible Translators USA.